Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Or whatever. How about this, What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host today and right now, currently, Dave Sturchio, alongside America's fan Keith Ernst. We're still awaiting Brett Ernst, but of course, you know, he's a busy dude, so we'll yeah, see. Whatever. Whatever. I'm <laughs> him. He's And <laughs> We'll see if we're joined by Brett in just a little bit. But as we get started, obviously, not a lot of things going on with the Cowboys related because it is Super Bowl week after all. And as people are listening to this, you know, the Super Bowl is about to happen on Sunday. You got the awards thing going on tonight as we record this. Um, so we'll make some predictions later on. But uh, as far as on the Cowboys front, I would say the only notable news that we didn't cover as the Jersey Boys podcast is the fact that Kellen Moore is coming, uh, coming back as offensive coordinator as of right now. I mean, look, I mean, it's not like a I don't know if it's like a guarantee thing, but I guess I guess it is kind of guaranteed considering he's now gone two rounds of uh, two years worth of head coaching opportunities, two years worth of interviews, two years worth of being the runner up uh, of a couple places. Uh, Keith, I got to ask you, man, what's the deal? Why isn't Kellen Moore getting hired anywhere? See, well, here's the first thing. OK, and I, I, I want to bring this up is who did he interview for last season? You said well, two years of interviews. Yeah, no, whoever was whoever was open last year. Are you sure? Because I oh, thought he was turned. I thought he turned down some interviews because he wanted to stay with the Cowboys. No, I'm pretty sure that was the narrative after the fact that he didn't get jobs. He's like, no, no, I want to be here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. It's kind of like what I think happened with Dan Quinn. As much as I love Dan Quinn, I think that's what happened. I think the oh, Giants absolutely. found their guy, and he was like, you know what, I'm going back. But then I'm just gonna I'm gonna play it off like, uh, you know, I wanted to be back the whole time. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, you look at a guy who had the number one offense in the NFL, and then you look at the guy who last year had a pretty good offense after losing uh, his star quarterback. And if they don't want him, that's their loss. I know a lot of Cowboy fans out there do not like Kellen Moore. They want to blame another coach for us uh, losing a playoff game. But I'm here to tell you that the games I watched with him, and especially the games where our offense didn't show up, a lot of that was on the decision-making of our quarterback once again. Okay. Mm-hmm. You look at, you look at the uh, receivers going across the middle. He, he's not, he, uh, Dak is not seeing those receivers. That is not Kellen Moore's fault. Uh, overthrowing players like he did Cedric Wilson that could have uh, tied the game against the 49ers. That is not Kellen Moore's fault. Now, if you want to say as far as uh, um, uh, distributing the run more, yes, that's something that we need to do. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, and, I, and this was my complaint after the Bucks game, and I remember if we go back to that Jersey Boys uh, show, I brought that up where I'm like, why didn't we run more? And uh, you guys were pretty staunch on saying, well, it's what the defense is giving them. It's what the defense is giving them. So maybe that's something that, you know, Kellen Moore does do. If he sees that there's an opportunity to pass, he's going to pass more. And there were opportunities because, once again, these receivers were open. Yeah, I mean that's the that was the mo of the 49ers defense is that they can stuff the run, but they can't uh, they can't defend the pass, right? And their their secondary was kind of weak, um, so we couldn't expose that. We tried to. Um, yeah, I think more or less uh, the reason why Kevin Moore bothers me. And look, we got him back, so it's it's either like get used to it or just get off the train completely. Like you have to just kind of 
kind of like with the quarterback. Kind of like with Dak Prescott, yeah, right? What are you going to do? You know, can't exactly. do nothing about it. Um, we're going to live with this guy. Um, but the only thing I can say is the only thing that bothered me most was his usage of the tools in the tool bag, you know, in the, in the toolbox, you know, if you like every time, like, think about it, how many times was CD lamb lined up in the slot and we just didn't yeah. take advantage of that. Or how many times did look like the, the part that really bugged me the most, and maybe there was something more to it that nobody knows about, but the fact that we didn't use Tony Pollard after yeah. a week off of rest, that's on the offensive coordinator too, man. You know, it it's is. not, it's not to Mike McCarthy to send guys but, in and out. But let's not forget the reason Pollard didn't play against the Eagles was what injury did he have? I can't pronounce the word. I'm not plantar fasciitis. What's it? I think it was the plantar fasciitis or whatever. There you go. Okay. So he did have something and maybe it was still lingering. We don't know that we don't know, but if that was the case, they should have come out and said something Mm -hmm. because otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation because it doesn't make any sense with Tony Pollard that he did not see the ball more, but back to the receivers. Okay. This is my problem. And I had a discussion with somebody on social media about this. You know, oh, he calls too many of those. Kellen Moore calls too many of those six-yard slants. Well, what people don't realize is that that's one of the routes that are being ran. And that's what Dak is deciding to throw to is that slant. Every team runs that slant, okay? It's not a a Kellen Moore, you know, genius uh, play call. Right. Okay? I mean, it's just everyone runs it. It just seems that Dak was doing it a lot. I mean, he wasn't even looking at the other receivers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the, like okay, the I'm slant doing the route slant. is the slant route is the safest and quickest release. You know, it if is. he feels and, the and heat, it worked for us. It did work for us, and they, and they had the receivers to take a slant to go. You know, yeah. like a guy who can run a six yard slant and take it for twenty is a guy like a C.D. Lamb or, or an Amari Cooper or or Gallup or any of those guys. You know, they can all they're all more than capable of, of taking a slant to the house, right? I mean, there's a yeah, lot of, of players course, like of course, and you know, and when you said aligning C.D. in the slot, of course, yeah, maybe that's easier for him to get open. I can see that. I can agree with that, but. In the same in the same sentence, what I'm trying to say is that that uh, th- there were other patterns for Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper and all these other uh, all these other receivers that I don't think Dak was looking at. Right. I don't think he was going through his percussions as as Brett always says. You know his whatever. You know his reads. Right. You know what I mean. So I meant you know those kind of things where you know where, where Dak's going to have to you know he's going to have to work on that man. He really is. Or you know. Uh, it's it's I'm not putting it like once again, I'm not blaming Kellen Moore for this, for for our offensive failures this season. I'm yeah, no, I uh, look, he, he's part of it. And mm-hmm. hopefully, like, I, you know, I was on blogging the boys last week and, uh, you know, one of the guys, Aiden, brought up this chart that more than likely after a third year of being an offensive coordinator, like the fourth year, like those defenses, they know you now. Like there's no there's no hidden tricks that that Kellen Moore can like there might be a couple wrinkles pre-snap maybe you know maybe but like he um you know we're gonna be figured out so we're gonna have to rely on some playmaking ability out of this offense what we what we need is and I don't know maybe they don't let Dak but he needs to be more involved I don't know if he is but I meant you know a a good example which I still don't understand is we we ran the screen probably the worst I've seen any freaking team this season okay ran it enough yeah it, it, I mean, it Small worked once size. in a while, but see, that's my problem. I know there was two separate times where we ran the screen and they almost picked it off. Right. Now, to me, it's just the play is called. You you see that as a quarterback that they're cheating up and everything, and you audible out of it. You don't run the freaking play. <laughs> this ought to work. <laughs> right. Exactly. You just don't. You need to know what what is going to, you know, how this, okay, they know what's going on. They watch the film. 
Right. And, and, you know, there's always an audible out of a play. And it just seems like we weren't doing that. He audible that. We ran them and we lose yards. Prescott audible that like 80% of the plays on week one against Tampa. So it's not, you know, like there is changes that you can make. And again, yes, it goes hand in hand with Dak Prescott, who was on the Rich Eisen show today. He talked a little bit about the season and how he still feels sick to his stomach. And we're like a month removed now from that game, maybe three and a half weeks removed from that game. Um, You know, is it still burning you? Are you actually like, I was going to say, Sturch, yeah, it still burns me. Yeah. Burns the shit out of me. I mean, I I I see a lot of highlights and stuff still. Especially when he hears people like me putting the blame on him. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, because I know I know the kid wants to win. I know what he's capable of. And that's what probably hurts the most is that he knows that he could have won that game for us. You right. know what I'm saying? That's what's burning inside of him, man. It's got to burn. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely put in a position to do so multiple times and he didn't deliver. And I'm sure Did you see Michael Parsons, his top uh, five quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Michael Parsons. Uh, I guess he was doing an interview. I don't know where it was, but he did his top five quarterbacks in the NFL. He, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he put Dak in there, right? He did not. I'm sorry, what? He did. Yeah, he actually did 15 quarterbacks, and Dak was 13. There's, that can't be true. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no he did put Dak at number five. Uh-huh. He didn't put uh, Joe Burrow in there. I guess he put, um, yeah, he put uh, Dak tied with Lamar Jackson at five. Wow. And he had Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, but it was a good list. I could okay. agree. And of course, he's going to put Dak in there, whether he believes in it or not, if he's smart. Right. He has to. He has to. You know what I mean? I... That's his quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, honestly, I mean, I know I, I've, we said, I don't know if he's a, we don't, I know Brett doesn't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Didn't he say that? Although joining us right now is the, the, the nationally known comedian star of uh, Cobra Kai. Cousin it Louis doesn't himself. matter who's joining you now. <laughs> Brett Ern says, uh, you know what? When, when we discussed it, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, Dex, I mean, yeah, he's top 10. He's in a top 10 quarterback. I'm you trying to jump right in. Like, you have no clue what we're talking about. I'm you. <laughs> well, you just I brought see, me up here and the whole said time. it. <laughs> Welcome, Brett. How you doing, bro? You doing all right? How are you? All right. Well, we we, ta- we covered the Kellen Moore situation. Uh, Brett, I don't know if you want to jump in on that, but. He is being brought back for the I'll just get your feelings. He's being brought back as a Dallas offensive coordinator. He he got turned down by all the interviews that he interviewed for for head coaching job. Are you happy? Are you content? Are you nervous that he hasn't been hired anywhere? Like, how do you feel about Kellen Moore coming back next year? I mean, you know, we 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 had success. Um, I don't think he's this brainiac that everybody's making him out to be. No, you know, uh, I mean, I'm glad we have him back. I mean, we, we you know, we get the same squad going. Um, you know, uh, yeah, of course I'm happy. I mean, who else could we get? Like who, you know, who's out there? Uh, according to some Eric B would be a free agent if he does not resign with the, 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 the chiefs. So that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. That would be relevant to change up the dynamic with all the, you know, the, this entire, that would change a lot, a let's lot. Keep, like, let's keep, let's just try to keep this team together. Okay. One more season. I, I mean, don't want to switch what, coaches again. That's what we're doing. So we're up. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, how many times are we going to do this? I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the, the number MO. one offense people, the number one offense in the NFL. I know our schedule wasn't that great, but that's definitely, that's something to be, you and know, I'm here to, 
And but, I'm here to tell you that next year, it, it's it's honestly, it looks even easier, man. Like the schedule looks easier on paper. Like, and we got the AFC South and the NFC North. Yeah, you we have the first place schedule too, right? Yeah, but that uh, the, when you when people say the first place schedule, I think that uh, is affected in like two games. You know it what I mean? Like affected in two games, but those are two games. I mean, yeah, but not only that, you know what? Playing, you know what? Not for nothing. One, one of those games, year, man. One of those games. Oh, then they play the NFC North. No, yeah, no. So one of those games, I believe, is the Tampa Bay Bucks minus Tom Brady. They were a first yeah. place team, so yeah, that, that's one of the crossovers. If, if he stays retired, yeah, if he stays retired, yeah. Which again, who knows what the hell he's doing? Um, I got a question for you guys because I don't know. Uh, first of all, Brett, I mean, I would assume you had field passes, considering the fact that you live in Las Vegas. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? Not at all. Okay, uh, Keith, did you watch the Pro Bowl? No. I, okay. I watched some of the skills challenge. You watched the skills stuff. It. And I'm you uh, uh, as a nervous parent. All of a sudden, you're like, Diggs is going to get hurt if he keeps doing this stuff. <laughs> I'm you. I'm you. I'm you knocking freaking Blinky or Blimpy or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Dude, that guy's a psychopath. What's first his of name? All. That guy's um, weird, man. Blippy. He makes about a million dollars a month. I know. Blippy, I think his name is. But you, you weren't shocked what I told you? What? You told me about what? I put in a comment that when you were when you were bashing Blippy, this is football related. Oh, that he was like an all pro or something. <laughs> what was he? A high school player? He was. <laughs> so wait, is this legitimate though, or are you just bullshit? You make this up? Dude, I totally was bullshit. You took oh me serious. God. I said, bro, I said Blippy because he was bashing Blippy. <laughs> I know I was, on and the I brought under there. I'm weird. like, bro, did you? A lot of people don't know this, but he won. Um, Washington State High School Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the hardest hitting safeties in the history of like high school yeah, football. Yeah, and Keith, Sturge was like, "Really? Well, that Keith, even makes him more of a bitch." Keith, er- <laughs> Keith earns, <laughs> Keith earns models his game off of Blippy's free safety play. He'll knock your blip in the dirt. <laughs> you know oh, what he's known for for real? Yeah, no, I think he like shit on somebody, right? Yeah, the pr- the video where he shit on someone. <laughs> oh, wasn't that that was Brett's mommy shit on? Him. <laughs> Oh, football. Hey, Brett's mom's a, a blippy groupie. He follows, <laughs> she follows. Blippy. Your mom played blippy in, in his life story. <laughs> I'm blippy. Blippy's yeah. so hard. All right. Sorry. Uh, we got off. It's awful. So, what were you awful. saying? Oh, the, the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Sorry. So, obviously, you guys didn't watch yeah, the Pro Bowl. It scared Bowl. me when Trayvon Diggs hit his shoulder. It did. Sorry. All right. Well, see, but Sturch, he... you're too young to remember uh, uh, Robert Edwards. You know who that is? Yes. I, Robert, 55. No, no, no. Not for the Cowboys. Oh, but you're thinking Dixon Edwards. We he had played, a Robert uh, Edwards. Too. I'm pretty sure his name was Robert Edwards. I'm that, but he was a, a running back for the for the Patriots. Robert Edwards. And so they did a skills thing on the beach at Hawaii. He was a, a rookie, like one of the top rookie running backs. Blew his knee out, ruined his career. Running around on the beach. Yeah, doing one of those skills things that they do. And that man is lippy. <laughs> but no, seriously. So that's whenever I see something like that, I do get a little nervous. Uh-huh. He ended up having a comeback, I think, um, three or four years later. He played for the Dolphins as a running back. Okay. But it didn't last long. But he was supposed to be like a you know, a superstar and he blew his knee out doing one of those stupid Pro Bowl challenges. All right. So the Pro Bowl challenges, uh, I mean, we all also witnessed too. We all witnessed uh Micah Parsons now is the fastest man alive, by the way. Yeah, uh, that was a, that was a goof. I know. I mean, I, you could see Tyreek Hill not even giving an ounce of a shit about that race, so he's he's all good. Um, but the whatever, the prob- Michael. Parsons well, you know, you guys, you guys, are, you guys are probably young enough, Keith. You're even young enough to remember when Daryl Green, uh, even when the Pro Bowl, they used to hit, man, when they used yeah. to play. But 
Do you know there was an exhibition game? Does Sturch know this? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Uh, what? Where the Super Bowl champion would play the NCAA college football champion. That was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think Dallas played like Ohio State or something like that and, and almost lost. No, they a couple of teams that they, they would lose. The pros would lose. Yeah. See, that's cool. I would do that. I would. I would much rather watch that than the yeah, Pro but Bowl. It's still risking injury. I, I get it now, man. It's. I get are, are, do you get it though? Like, are you okay? Are you okay with half these guys like taking off the Pro Bowl? Like, almost like. There's well, a reason why Kirk Cousins was lacing them in there. Is because this is what I would do. On the play. Okay. This is what I would do. I would make it a flag football game. Number one. Okay. I'd have less players being accepted in. I do. I, I do a 15 to 20 minute game. And the winner of that game, each player gets five hundred thousand dollars, and the others get what you know fifty fifty thousand. Make it like that kind of range, and then let them, and then let them play for it. I yeah, think that would it be was fun. it was embarrassing how they because they're they were not like even tackling anymore. They were whistling at contact at touching. They were whistling. So I mean, you got to. But what's the, the purpose? The like you saw was Alvin Kamara in Vegas, right? <laughs> He's only want to hit anybody. <laughs> Alvin Kamara was uh, right right outside of Brett's uh, Brett's Brett's window. <laughs> that was over. I wonder what. Yeah, you know what? You know what's the greatest part about all that is that they let the guy play the Pro Bowl game before arresting him. No, I, I thought I thought it was. Uh, I thought it happened uh, after the game. Saturday night, it happened. It did. That's what I was reading. Saturday in the morning. I heard it happen. It's I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. Well, it could now. be li- it could be listed as Sunday morning because it was like 3 a.m. or something. You know what I would do if I was that guy? This is right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a badass, okay? But this is what I would do. Because you know he's gonna sue him. He's gonna sue who's him. gonna sue the guy who got beat up? The guy who got beat up is gonna sue Kamara. Of course he is. Yeah, but you know what I said? Pictures say, of what? No, no, no. I don't I don't care about your money. What I don't do you care want? about your money. I'll, how about you just fight me one on one? A fair fight without your buddies around, without me right. getting jumped. Because that kid got stomped cash. out. He huh? got stomped. Yeah, I say he got stomped out. He did. I'd say you and me. That's it. I mean, because you know, it, it's one of those things where you know, obviously, Kamara thought he was a tough guy because he had fifteen guys with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and apparently, from what I understand, he um, Kamar, uh, the guy was trying to get in the elevator with Kamara, mm-hmm. and Kamara pushed him out. And the guy's like, you know, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. Hit his hand down. It's like who the so the guy obviously isn't a bitch, right? You know what I mean. I mean, you got to commend them. You got to commend them for doing that. But then after that, it was it was night night. (laughs) It's night night for anybody. Yeah, there was like six of them, right? Five guys. Steven Seagal movie. I mean, the dude's gonna get. (laughs) Can you imagine? He just takes out the whole crew. I mean, dude, trust (laughs) me. It's not surveillance. Like, oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. We've been in many fights, and it's the most tiring thing in the freaking world. After twenty seconds, fifteen seconds of a street fight, you're out of breath. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Are, 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 are we talking like I've never been in a fight before? No, no, no. I didn't say that. I, I know exactly what it too. takes. No, no, no. I think that's what Keith meant. <laughs> Yo, you want to go, cuz? No, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> what was your wrestling name? Destruction, homie. Yeah, I ain't messing with this. Destruction. I'll hit you with that spear, dog. <laughs> anyway. Back when me and Keith used to bare knuckle brawl. That's a thing now, by the way. It's a whole. That's league. how old we are. No, that's that they reinvented that. It's called bare knuckle fighting championship or some shit. There's like no gloves. Um. All right, so we Whatever, can't fix the problem. I'll give you the twenty two skidoo. I will. <laughs> well, the only diff, the only difference 
like as far as Brett and I, like I, I have my my dad's right hand. And my brother has my mom's headbutt. <laughs> they call it. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god! All right. So anyway, so the Pro Bowl stinks. It's always going to stink. We had a couple reps in there. We saw Digs on Digs. Did you watch that? Digs. Yeah, on that Digs? was cool. That was cool, right? So that's like that's like Ernst on Ernst, dog. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like one of them played offense, one of them played defense. Um, but I would yeah. win. Oh, is that right? I would. He'd tell okay. you that. Brett, you'll admit to this? Yeah. Okay. He's a better dancer than me. Oh, I mean, we've seen that in his stand-ups. And a better comedian than me. <laughs> well, I, the only thing it, I have on him is football. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Sometimes I, I, you know, some that's that's hey, cool not to edit this thing, but you're making me now. Oh, wait, point. you got to take that out? You got to take I, that out of the podcast? Take a beep I, it. I mean, I don't have a beep anymore. Those are, those are the good old That's days funny. where I had the beep. Um, anyway, so back to some football here. A couple <laughs> more things before we wrap. Um, Super Bowl, obviously. It is the Super Bowl week after all. Um, two teams that are going into this. I mean, the Bengals went from two wins to four wins to – Appearing in the Super Bowl, so guys, there are there is hope to turn a team around. There's no hope for this team at all. <laughs> all right, um, and they're going to be taking on the Rams, who are kind of touted to be here. Everybody kind of predicted the Rams will be in this vicinity. I think, right, Keith? Is that is that a fair assessment? You kind of from the Jump Street, you thought the Rams were a Super Bowl contending team before the season even started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that. that I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was doing my power rankings, I had them like one number one for the first few weeks, especially when they beat the hell out of Tampa. Yeah, they went three and they started three and oh. Um, and then the cards beat them. Oh, that's right. I think me and Brett watched that game at that one dive bar, right, Brett? Uh, what was it called? Yeah, I, I had the Rams and the uh, and the Bills. So those were my two teams I had in the Super Bowl. All right. So, what you you hit the Rams like dead on? You you thought the Rams were going to be in the Super Bowl the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Nice. But then I, I thought I was wrong for a while. Yeah, I mean, they the only thing they did was hit like a like a bad like couple of weeks, and that was it. After that, they just kind of beat the brakes off everybody. They kind of did their thing. Well, I thought the Cardinals would end up winning the West. Okay, and- guys, I got something Dallas Cowboy related about the Super Bowl. Okay, go. And if y'all want to win some money or take a chance winning some money, you listen to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's been eight times in the um, NFL Super Bowl where the defense won the MVP. Okay? One of them is Dallas. Eight, well, two, two of them, actually. Three of them. Chuck Howley, um, Harvey Martin split it with Randy White, and then Larry Brown. Um, so it's three. But okay. regardless, um, eight of them have been – defensive related MVPs. So the last one that have it was Von Miller, who's on the Rams now. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying take him as MVP. Um, but every now and then you get somebody that no one's ever heard of. For example, Larry Brown. We knew who Larry Brown was because we were Dallas Cowboy fans. He wasn't even the starting cornerback. Right. It was Dion and Kevin Smith, right? Right. Who's the guy? Malcolm Smith. Was that his name for the Seahawks? The linebacker that one? Yes. There's another one. Uh, Dexter Jackson for the Bucks. Everyone thought Warren Sapp. And- Pretty sure. Didn't Troy Brown win one with the Patriots in one he of their not, 19 Super Bowls? No. And if he oh. did, I think he's more of a utility player. Okay. But So there's eight MVPs. We're going on Super Bowl 56. Okay. Mm-hmm. 55. So we've had five. So you figure every seven seasons, it averages a defensive player wins. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what if a defensive player wins and it's somebody that nobody expected, like a Malcolm Smith? 
Okay. So I'm looking at the the Bengals, right? So I figure if the if the if the if the Rams are gonna lose, okay. I know where Stafford, this is going. Stafford is gonna lose the game for him. He's gonna throw pick sixes or whatever it is, right? Interceptions. So I look at a guy that used to play for the Cowboys who had it was probably their best defensive back this season, quietly. Mm-hmm. You want to say the name, Sturge? Sure, Cheetah Bay Ouzier. Exactly. Do you want to know what his odds are to win the Super Bowl MVP? Plus 5,000. Nope. Plus 10,000. DraftKings right now has him at 50,000 to one. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you go to, uh, um, I think, in, um, what else? On Fox Sports, they had him um, uh, 30,000 to one. So I don't know, bro. If you're out there, you could. If you go somewhere, I mean, put, I can do it on my even phone. Fifty dollars on that, man. What? It's like putting it on black. Like you know what I mean? A roulette. Who cares? If you're wrong, you're wrong. But man, if you get that right, that's a nice little payday. There you go, guys. All all I'm asking for is one dollar if you win. That's it. Okay. So for everybody who's listening to this podcast, uh, if you donate, uh, if you win it, you just donate a dollar. We'll get. Keith hooked up with his uh, his PayPal or Venmo, and and we'll hook it up. We'll make sure we hook it up. That's it. All right. So speaking of the Super Bowl, before we do the Super Bowl, let's do some NFL honors, right? Because that's going down tonight. So as people listen to this tomorrow, it's already done. So we're going to make some predictions right now. Not a lot of not not all the awards, just the prominent ones. Are we are we gonna are we gonna tell who we think is gonna win the Super Bowl? Yes, at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll make our Super Bowl picks right at the end after the honors thing, right? So MVP. Do you think it's a clear runaway that it's Aaron Rodgers, guys? I mean, no. no. I mean, it, it, I don't think it should be, but it's going to be Cup. You think I, Cooper I mean, I like Cup Cooper. wins MVP? Co- yeah, Cooper Cup is. For, um, I don't think it's the clear runaway, Sturge. I don't know. All right, here it is. You take a, this is how you got to do it. You take the player off the team. I would know. that team still be successful? So I mean, you got to do Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Right. So that's why I think it's. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers, just kind of coasting in this one. Honestly, I don't think it's. I don't think it's close. Um, but offensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, I'll go Cooper Cup all day. I mean, he hits yeah. the trifecta in all statistical categories, hits the triple crown, wins. Pretty, you know, he's the best receiver in football right now. I, I don't think that's another debate. I don't think it's either between him and Jonathan Taylor. I think. Yeah. Okay. okay good. <laughs> I'm glad we're all in agreement. Sorry. Uh, defensive player of the year. That's the one I'm kind of curious about because we all know Micah Parsons is going to win defensive rookie of the year. Do yeah. you think he has any chance to win defensive player of the year against a guy like Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, guys like that? I think he has a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm but curious. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. You're right. Was it's it LT got... the last rookie to win? Right. Yeah. That was like yeah. 1984, I think, or whenever yeah. the hell he was a rookie. Um, could have even been before that. But it yeah, was that, before that. Yeah. yeah. Last time that happened. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, player of the year. So now I ask you guys this. Who wins coach of the year, Keith, besides Ooh. Mike McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, guys, I missed that. Your defensive player of the year, who do you have? Defensive player of the year, I think. Oh, we, all, we didn't really say who was going to win. We actually just said that Micah Parsons has a chance. I think they give it to TJ Watt. That's that's my guess. So I, I would agree with TJ Watt. Okay. So here's my thing with coach of the year. If he would have won a playoff game, I would have given it to Belichick, believe it or not. He had a really piss poor December, and that's why I think he kind of coached. Yeah, himself out that's of what that. hurt him. And I'll tell you who's kind of runner up for me. And I know he won't win. There's no way he'll win because he didn't even go to the playoffs. But I think he did a damn good job with Sean Payton, man. Being relevant that whole year with no quarterback at all. 
after Winston went down, Taysom Hills, uh, uh, Trevor Simeon, I meant, you know, uh, he did a good job coaching, beat the box the way he did in Tampa. He had some big wins with that team. But, obviously, you got to go with the Bengals coach, dude. Yeah. Why not? The only the only person I would say has a has an argument with that I think is Mike Vrabel, man. He lost Derrick Henry, dude. Like he and he that team was the one seed without Derrick Henry you're gonna all give year. It to them after they no, they I get, think they the Bengals head coach. Uh, I say think it, it should be the Bengals. And don't listen. Don't forget about McVay either. You know. Oh yeah, no, he's in the. He's always who's in the, the front runner. Yeah, he's always in the conversation. Um, well, who's the favorite? I believe the favorite right now is is Zach Taylor of the Bengals. I think. Yeah, but dude, Sturch, you got to see. I mean, I mean, they were dead last last season, right? Which I mean, again, yes, Super Bowl, I'm, not, I'm not arguing against it. I just think that Vrabel did it with and, less. You and, know? and I, well, but he's and he's also um, the Bengals are in the toughest division. In, in well, I mean, arguably, yeah, toughest division in the AFC. You know, to win that, that division. With the Steelers, the the Ravens, and the Browns too, I I I would have to go with the the coach of the Bengals myself. You know who I would love as a feel good story would be Pistachia over in in, in Las Vegas. Like the, he yeah, went in there after Gruden got cool. fired. Well, and here's and, the thing: this is what I don't understand about Coach of the Year. Do they stop after the play? Like before? No, the regular. Playoffs? It's a regular season award. So that's the thing. I don't know if the Bengals guy would get it. I mean, now in, in, in hindsight, yeah. He went 10 and 7. Yeah. Right. So I meant, you know. Well, they were uh, dead last. Kind of tough. So I that, guarantee that's why you I can see where it. you're coming from, Sturge, with, with, with Vrabel. I yeah. can see that. I can see where you're, I can see what you're saying. Or you can you can even go with LaFleur, uh, the one seed, the Packers. You know, I mean, I know they have Aaron Rodgers and everything like that. But, again, when you're 12 and 5 and you're or, – or In the regular season, court. they won big games. Well, yeah. here, here's, here's what I say. You got to factor in the division, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to factor in, you know, the turnaround, where they ended up being. You know, in, 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 I mean, look, the Bengals, I, I think they had the most impressive season considering, you know, what they had to deal with last year. Even though Burroughs was out, mm-hmm. you know, and and where do you put? Do you think Burroughs wins an award this year? Oh, it's comeback player of the year. I think he gets it over Dak. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I think Dak played himself out of that in the last month of the season. That's what I think happened. Well, yeah, yeah. What? And I would love. Listen, we all know the story, right? His, his, the the ankles broke. The the mental health, like all yeah. that stuff. You want to give it to the kid, but you then know, Joe Burrow just comes onto the scene, breaks onto the scene, and he's a stud. You know what? You know what? Screw the rest of the NFL, right? We're a Cowboys podcast. So let's talk about this. Who is our MVP for the Dallas Cowboys? Mine would be Micah Parsons. I mean, that's it's it's a runaway, right? I mean, you like, think so? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. You can either say him or Trayvon Diggs, you know, you can but definitely you can say, Micah Parsons. It's not you even say, close. You could say Greg Zerline. <laughs> no, you could definitely, and I would it, say the defense. Well, if you day and night from the year season before because of. Parsons. Yeah, Parsons is out of control. Actually, you know what? That brings up a good point. But Brett, go ahead. Who's your MVP for the Cowboys? I was going to yeah. say if 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 we give it to Micah Parsons as the team MVP, then Diggs would get the uh, uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, but offense—that's kind of odd. I would give it to what's his name or tight end uh, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. I would. So, all right, I would say Dalton Schultz, yeah, but I'd also think about, like, who's our most underrated player, would you say? I would say Cedric Wilson, man. I'd even give a couple votes to, to Tony Pollard, <laughs> you know? Like, I know 
You know, he didn't get the the reps at the end of the year, but you but, know, but, he when, was, but when I look at underrated, it's where people didn't think that they're they were that good. Yeah, like I everyone kind of knew Tony Pollard was good already. Yeah, but the, the more the more you're like into Schultz, Schultz, Schultz could be underrated because trust me, I know that from fantasy. Nobody, I got clowned for taking him on the air. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, I literally got clowned for taking Dalton Schultz. So that's one too. Yeah, I would Zach say Prescott's my most disappointing on the red carpet right now as we're recording. Say it again. My most disappointing player of the year is Dak Prescott for sure. I would say C.D. Lamb for me. I don't think he. I don't think he performed up to I the height. I would put him most overrated. Yeah, I mean, like, if that's another category, sure. You know, a lot of people were, were yeah. riding all over who, the C.D. Lamb thing. Who gets the Carroll Award of the Year for the hardest hitter on the team? <laughs> that's uh, that's easily J. Ron Curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I had a question for you guys though because this actually did surface in the media. Uh, within the Cowboys organization now, their 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 cap situation right now is pretty bad, right? And we all know why, right? We gave all the money to Dak, we got money div- divvied out to Lawrence, to Zeke. We got, we know where the money's at. There's rumors out there swirling that there's cap casualties within the team that nobody was going to expect. And I'm talking about guys like Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. Keith, I'll go to you first. Would you trade either one of those guys if there was a suitor? Just to clear cap space, or are they too important? I would do to my hardest team? to keep Amari. You want you want to keep Amari? I'll, I'll be fine with D Law. Yeah, yeah. He's to me, he's still one of the best receivers in the league. And look, man, you got that. You got. He's been playing. And not only that, when I say he's the best, he's been playing with Dak for four seasons now, three seasons or whatever it is. I mean, let's not break that up, man. I agree. You know, and you know what? If you, if you got rid of in there, to nah, I, I want to keep Cooper, man. I really do. Yeah, and if you got rid of if you just for whatever reason if you got rid of Cooper, you'd only have C.D. Lamb because uh, you know what's called Gallup not under contract and coming off an injury. So that's another reason why I wouldn't get rid of Cooper at all. Yeah, he got exactly. Cedric though. Ah, he's not. He's yeah. You can't compare the two. You can't compare Cooper to Cedric Wilson. No, I'm not. I'm saying as as receivers go. I mean, you know, I want to go back when I said Dak was the most disappointing player. The reason he was the most disappointing player. I just want to make this clear. Is before the bye week, I thought he was top three quarterback in the NFL. Right. I'm not even a lie. No, that's I what know. made it disappointing. Was the made him the most disappointing player to me was the latter half part of the season and plus the playoff game where he arguably had the worst quarterback performance I've seen since Quincy Carter in 2003 in wow. a playoff game. Oh, now you're really going. Now, now you're really. But going I'm just back. saying. I mean, that's that's well, why he's the most disappointing search. to me because my well, expectations, my expectations were set so high. Right. And, and he had me a believer. And then, you know, it's like anything. You know, you watch an awesome movie and then the ending is just horrible. Right. You know, it's just such a letdown. But that's pretty much what. It's like a Saturday Night Live, it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> where it just falls flat at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I was just curious about those two guys because they are rumored to uh, have be cap casualties as we kind of work things out. Because, look, we got to bring back Gregory. We got to bring back a bunch of dudes. So it'll be interesting to see what they do right away. Um, obviously, the new league year doesn't start until March. So, you know, they don't have to make any decisions for a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. But now it's going to feel weird because, look, the the Super Bowl is going to happen this Sunday, right? And then within two and a half weeks, they got the combine and they got the new league year. So, like, that's the moving that Super Bowl one week later benefits the fans, benefits the media because it's one less week we got to wait for the, for the league year to start. So. Yeah, we'll I want it to be there. over. Yeah, me too. All right, so prediction time. It's the Bengals, it's the Rams, it's the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll start with Brett. 
Where do you see this one going? What's the score? Uh, who is the Super Bowl MVP? As of now, the point spread is still four and a half. Bengals are getting four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it dropped to three and a half. I thought so too. But no, it's still four and a half. Some lines got it at four and a half. Unless it changed today. I didn't check today. It did okay. change today, but it's fine. All right. So we're at three and a half? Yeah. yeah. I'm still going with the Bengals. Um, I, I bet, I'm taking the Bengals in the money line, and I'm going to parlay it with the under. I think if if the Bengals win, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, don't forget, man, the Bengals' defense has been balling out. And, you know, the Rams, I think it's going to be like when, when the Rams played uh, the Patriots that one time. It's going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion. Um, and I, I would give it to uh, Burroughs, but I'm still going to put 20 on a woozy game. Yeah, so I mean that that seems like a foregone conclusion. That was the most convincing argument I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> fifty thousand to one. I mean, yeah. come on now, that's a no-brainer. All right, Keith, who's winning the Super Bowl this year, bro? You know, who do I want to win? The Bengals, um, but I, I can't see them winning. Um, main reason why is the the biggest, the weakest point of the Bengals is the offensive line. Um, the Tennessee Titans had nine sacks on Burrows. The Rams' defensive line is 10 times better than the I Titans. Yeah. This might be the last time the Rams get back to the Super Bowl. The, the Bengals are happy to be there and happy to make it this far. They're super young. Um, I, I just see them. I, I see Burrow running for his life. And one prop bet I do like also is 10 and a half yards Burrow over oh, rushing. You can get that on one scramble. I mean, I looked at it, and yeah, but you know, against Tennessee, he had nine sacks, and he he didn't. I don't even think he rushed for one yard. He's gonna have ready for this. He's gonna have like thirteen yards, and you got the over at ten, and then he's gonna take two knees at the end of the game oh, and, win it and lose yeah, the prop yeah. bet. But yeah, I go with um, I go with the I go with the Rams here. Um, gun to my head, I think they win and they cover. Yeah, I, I, again, my heart is saying this is so cool to see the Bengals doing what they're doing right now, but the Rams on paper. Just seem like a just a better built team right now to win right now. Like you said, the Bengals are probably excited as shit that the next couple of years they're going to be contenders, right? Because the Steelers are going to fall off. The Browns don't know what they're doing. The Ravens are, are exposed to uh, Lamar Jackson. The Bengals, this could be their division to win for the next couple of years, in my opinion. So, yes, they're happy to be there. It'll be fun. Uh, but I think the Rams are going to make it just a couple more plays uh, down the stretch. I think Stafford has been playing all world. Um, you know, he got the monkey off the back with the playoff win, and then he just kind of doubled down, tripled down, and now he's going to quadruple down on that. And I, yeah. I, I like the Rams, and, yeah, I think they're going to cover too, uh, probably like 27-17 or something like that, a 10-point win. And I'm going to hey, give my I, M- What? Um, I was going to say – go ahead. I'm sorry, Stuart. No, I was going to say the MVP for me, um, they're going to give it – I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league. It'll be Matt Stafford. That's that's just the way I see it playing out. Not cup? No. No, because he'll he'll divide the ball up a little bit. Uh, like what was that the last co- time the re- uh, receiver won the MVP? Was Jerry Rice or John Taylor? Maybe. It's been, I, a while. it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. So, what were you gonna say? Oh, um, I you know what? It's 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 funny, and, and Keith will vouch for this. Um, I picked the uh, the the Giants over the Patriots that game, and I also took. The Eagles over um, the Patriots as well, and there was a reason for that. And and I remember when, if you guys, you know, I just remember because I made the bet. But when the Giants had their third string cornerback in that game, right? Because they were down to their third string cornerback, and everybody looked at that as a weakness. 
But what happened is, is that the offense, the defensive line, you know, Giants brought the house every play because they had to. So I, I think there's going to be an overcompensation for the weak offensive line. I think they're going to play great this game, man. I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people. And, I mean, look, uh, they cleaned they cleaned it up again after Tennessee. It wasn't as bad. I mean, he was still kind of running around for his life for a little bit, but not as much as it was in Tennessee. There, yeah. I, I I know again on paper the Rams should win the, but man, it just that team. I watched that. I mean, we all watched that Bengals team, and man, they just got so much heart. Um, they they definitely have the attitude to win. Yeah, yeah. So they got and, some, and that, they got some swag. Yep. What the Bengals have is what we're missing that attitude that that joe burrow you know type get the gat in the middle of a club dance <laughs> dude he's the best man what about get the gat I mean, get the gat get the gat did you ever see the video with the reporter showed a picture of him as a kid oh burrow he's like what do you see here and he's like i see a winner <laughs> no he said i see a national champion that was before the game yeah Bro, what a story, man. Like, he's at Ohio State. He transfers. He wins the national title. He wins the Heisman. He goes to the Super Bowl. Like, holy shit, bro. Like, he's doing every. He's almost maxing out all his winning abilities. Like, he's not going to have any, love him. He's not going to have any more achievements. By the way, I just remember, I think, didn't Edelman win the MVP a few years ago? I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl MVP. I don't know. I'm gonna, but, um, what was I was going to say, uh, I let's see. ESPN has a list. Say, so um, let's see. Uh, going back top here. Yeah. Wait. What did you say, Keith? Uh, Edelman. Keith. Yeah, yeah. He said Edelman against the Falcons. Keith. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> now it happens. Brett, you still there? Yeah, I can hear him. What the hell? Maybe that's you, Sturch. Oh no. Here we go, Keith. You back? I'm here. Yeah. Okay, that was me. So I'll edit that. Anyway. Uh, so what did you say about Edelman? I said he, he won the MVP, right? Yeah, I thought two, I remember winning a few years back. Three years ago, yeah, he won with New England. Ten catches for 141 yards. There, there's your last. So the outside of quarterbacks, there's only been one. Julian Edelman, Von Miller, Malcolm Smith, uh, Santonio Holmes won it for the Steelers. Okay. Didn't oh, Heinz yeah, Ward that's right. Heinz Ward won it for the Steelers. Yeah, I remember that. That's one. the guy I was thinking about, bro. That's the guy. Not Troy Brown, Dion Branch. That's oh, the one I was thinking about. Gotcha. I told you, oh, the receiver, receiver yeah, in for, one of those Super Bowls. Yeah, so that's the one I was thinking about. But so, anyway, I'll tell you a good prop bet is uh, uh, take over fifty for how many hot dogs Keith's mom's eat. <laughs> it just felt it. I felt it coming. Yeah. I felt it coming. But over fifty hot sure. dogs, easy by halftime. Glizzies, right? What are you calling them? What are those kids now calling them? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Well, we got our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, I, Keith, I wait. And, let's let's do our own prop bets, okay? <laughs> what do you mean? Right, what's the over and under on Keith's white claw consumption during the game? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the over under at seven, and I'm gonna take the over. Slap the over. <laughs> okay, Dude, seven. Um, how many, Keith? What's the over and under on how many words Sturge writes on Facebook? Inspirational <laughs> by getting moved by the Super Bowl. I'd say See, I uh, got forty two thousand words. Forty four. 44,000? 44,000. 44, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I can't think of one for Brett. Um, yeah, what's could, the over I and could, under but... on how old I am? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over 60. 
No, let's do let's do the over and under on. Uh, it's actually a compliment on the age of the girl Brett's going to bring. How about uh, let's go with twenty? I'm no, slap the, definitely, I'm slap, definitely twenty-five, bro. I'm going to slap the under on the twenty. <laughs> twenty-five, easy. I'm at thirty. We go thirty. Thirty. All right. I'm still going under. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, fellas. This has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe this podcast, and please leave a review. Let us know how good we are um, and all that jazz that comes with uh, podcasting. So, can, can, oh, I wanted it. to bring something up, too, before the Super Bowl, which what? no Cowboy fan knows. You guys are not young, and I was telling Keith this, too. The last time we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a fixed Super Bowl, Okay. And th this dawned on me because there was a whole uh, – I, I watched this thing on YouTube about the mob back in the 70s. So did you know that the Pittsburgh Steelers were the most penalized team in the NFL that year? And Which they year didn't are we have talking one about? penalty called against them in the Super Bowl. Well, no, he's talking about the last time in the uh, in the seventies, not the nineties. Yeah, oh, yeah, the seventies. Right. Because I was gonna say, like a lot of people have conspiracy theorists that Neil O'Donnell threw that game completely. <laughs> no, 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 in the seventies. Okay, no, I don't. So, I, I forgot to bring that up. I just read that they didn't have one play, not one penalty, and there was three controversial calls against us in that game. Yeah. Ask your father about it. I will. I will. Okay, sorry. After I get done editing, uh, member sizes and shit. <laughs> All right, guys, for Dave Sturgill, Brett, and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Have fun at the have fun. Uh, have fun watching the Super Bowl. We'll see you next time. Man. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Roger, he's going long. Down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five. Touchdown! What you believe in? Starbuck hit Pearson.